Where do we start this? And the answer doesn't matter. Help. We're having a good time. Right. <laughs> he couldn't wait to get in here. You need sales balls to make sales calls. Sure. I'm tweeting that puppy. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the Sell or Die podcast. We're your hosts, Jeffrey and Jen Gittimer. I'm the author of The Little Red Book of Selling and 15 other best-selling books and the creator of the seven-figure sales formula program. I grew up in Philadelphia, sold in New York City, but was smart enough to move to Charlotte, North Carolina. And I'm the author of Sales in the New York Minute and creator of Breakthrough Business Babe Community. Fun fact, I'm obsessed with our dogs and consider them humans. If you have a dog, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Sell or Die is for sales professionals, salespeople, sales managers, entrepreneurs, and business owners who want to sell more at full price, earn loyalty, and have an unlimited stream of referrals. Every single episode is going to give you real-world, easy-to-implement solutions so that you can get your calls returned, your proposals read and acted on, all while creating relationships that you can take all the way to the bank. It's time to sell or die. Almost everybody in this world owns a little giant ladder. Wouldn't it be cool if you knew the story and the background to how that ladder happened? On today's episode, we have a very special guest, Doug Wing. And he's going to be talking about his family's business, The Little Giant Ladder, and how they grew their sales and grew their success. From 400 ladders a day to 7,000 ladders a day with one infomercial. Oh, man. It's such a good story. And just so you know, we recorded this on Facebook Live, but it was so good that we had to share it with you here. Take a listen. Hello, wherever you are in the world. We are officially live in an unscheduled special event where Jen Hello. and I <laughs> will be going live and interviewing the great Doug Wing. Oh my God, it's going to be amazing. If you're joining us and you already know who Doug Wing is, Put in a one. If you don't, you're about to be mind blown. Yeah, all three of you. <laughs> now, more will join, but I think it's important right now, for the sake of the video at least, yeah, to introduce Doug informally by saying that he is the son of the late great Hal Wing. Hal Wing invented and founded the Little Giant Ladder Company, where Doug Wing worked for about four decades and made millions of dollars worth of sales during that period of time, literally millions. And we're gonna to discover today the secrets, the secrets, the deep hidden secrets of how Doug Wing failed to manipulate anybody and still made tens of millions of dollars worth of sales. Please help me welcome the great Doug Wing. Wait a minute. Hey. Is that you don't have to manipulate to be no. great at sales? Correct. Ha! Huh, I love it. 
Doug, welcome to the show. I will admit that when I sold in New York City, I may have added a little manipulation to what I said and did. I may have. But Doug grew up in a different environment. What did your dad teach you about your, when you started selling, he goes, son, I want you to do this. What did he tell you? Well, I would say, hello, Jeffrey and Jen again today, but good to see you. But I would say two things. I would say um, the first one uh, that he used to say to all the salespeople and he, he taught me this lesson as well. As he said, you can tell the customer anything you want to as long as it's the truth. So the first one was we are going to sell and always be ethical and honest and never stretch the truth. So that was number one. That's uh, kind of odd in today's world. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just people are it's competitive and there's a lot of, you know, bashing and trashing the other person, your competitors and things like that. And that's one thing that my dad did teach me is, um, you know, he's, you know, people would kind of get upset when we had knockoffs and people would badmouth us and he would just say, Hey, you know what? We've got the quality product. We have the name. We're going to do business the ethical way and it will always come back to us in spades. And it did. The only people that had to exaggerate were your competitors. Exactly. Yeah. Correct. So how did, I mean, you were telling me a story at dinner once about how little giant took off and I'd love, can you give us like a quick little history of what was yeah. that defining moment? The other, yeah, I, I will. But the other thing I was going to mention was the other thing that my dad taught me was he would say when we were in meetings with distributors or vendors or anyone, he would say, if it's not a good deal for everyone around the table in this room, then it's not a good deal. And he would even say to them, if I get the lion's share, it's not a good deal. And so he was concerned that, you know, everyone that was there working with him uh, got an equal portion of the business and made good money. And so he was very fair. I mean, more than fair. Um, but but yeah, that those were the two things that I think I really took into sales were, you know, be honest and then, you know, make sure that everybody gets a good deal and, and, and is, you know, gets their fair share. So, so how you did you close sale? How you, that's, that's not closing the sale. That's opening the sale. Correct. Yeah, correct. So yeah. Did, you, did you have a closing special way? Uh, no, I, um, you know, honestly, I developed relationships with people and, uh, and then they ended up buying product from me. And, and what I did, Jeffrey, was I would develop a friendship with people. I'd get to know them and, and, and find out about them uh, and the things that they liked, where they grew up. And then I would, you know, take an interest in what they did. And then I would, uh, you know, listen to their needs. And I think listening is very, very important in sales. And then I would, you know, help them uh, solve the problem they were having. And, and if I didn't have the product or service that they needed, I would find, even if it was a competitor or another company, I would help them find the answer to their issue they were having. That's rare. That's really rare. No one does that in business these days. Well, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> it's funny. You call a hotel and they say, we're, you know, sorry, we're full. And I, what does that mean? I don't need a room. 
Mm-hmm. No, I need a room. So why don't you say we're full, but here's five places or let me make a phone call for you. Yeah, and that's good. That's what Doug did. Well, I, yeah, and I, I know as a guy who's traveled 2 million miles, maybe you've probably got 3 million, Jeffrey, flying, but, um, you know, I've been to hotels before and I've had very rarely, but there's been a few people that I've gone in and I've, they're full and um, they've actually picked up the phone and said, hey, let me call these two hotels down the street and they actually got a room for me. So that's pretty rare, but, but that's great service, right? Yeah. And then you remember those hotels forever. Exactly. In a thousand hotels, you remember too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But Jen, going back to your question, I guess we need to. Um, to yeah, let's get some background because not everyone knows you. Yeah, so 1972, my dad. We were all living in um, Germany. My dad was a selling life insurance for a company called Beneficial Life in Salt Lake City, Utah. And since my dad spoke German, they decided to open an office. And since he was a veteran from the army, they said, okay, let's open up a, a, uh, an office in Germany. You, you know how to get on base, you know how to speak German. And why don't you go, you know, we want you to go there and do this. So my dad moves his whole family. Now keep in mind, my mom and dad had, um, at the time they had seven kids and my dad was 27 years old. Um, and was doing very well selling life insurance. He was a good salesman. And then a business partner of his saw the original Little Giant Ladder, which was invented by a guy named Walter Kumeline. And he saw this ladder and the guy was a house painter and designed this original design. And he said, Hal, you've got to see this ladder. And my dad said, Richard, you're crazy. We're here selling insurance. What do, I don't want to know about a ladder. But this partner, his Richard, wouldn't give up and give up. You know, he just kept bugging my dad, bothering him about it. And so eventually my dad saw the, the ladder, met the owner and said, wow, this is incredible. And he thought I could sell these things. And so that's kind of how things got started. We went back to, to Utah and my dad uh, quit his job and ordered a container full of ladders, went around and met all of these friends. You know, I think it was probably 40 or 50 ladders, probably met friends and family and sold them, pre-sold them all. And then when the ladders came in, everybody had an excuse and said, oh, you know, this came up or that came up. And so he had the, all these ladders and he couldn't sell them. <laughs> so anyway, um, you know, because he pre-sold these. And so what happened was he went, he decided, well, this product has to be shown. And so he went to, a, started going to home and garden and, and shows and selling these things toe to toe. Now, keep in mind, this is in the 70s when the economy was starting to tank interest rates were very high. And um, here my dad was trying to sell these ladders that he had brought in from Germany. And, and there was uh, no internet. <laughs> yeah, there was no internet. There was, uh, there was nothing. He had a printed little flyer he made, you know, at some copy place. And, and um, you know, he sold these literally door to door, toe to toe. And he would tell, tell us, you know, hey, if, if I don't come home today with, and sell five ladders, we're busted, we're broke. He would literally stay out till sometimes 10, 11 o'clock at night and sell the ladders he needed to, to stay back in business, you know? Wow. Yep. I wonder how many of the people that are listening right now, whether you're an insider or a diehard or just a 959er, I wonder if you're willing to stay out till 10 o'clock at night to make your sales. You know, I, I always hearken the mantra of Steve Prefontaine 
the runner who said, somebody may beat me, but they're going to have to bleed to do it. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if you're willing to go out and bleed to get a sale or you just want to go home, drink a beer and watch Netflix. Yeah, um, exactly. And and people don't realize that my dad was traveling around over 300 days a year in an old Gran Torino station wagon, a woody wagon type of thing <laughs> anyway. And he would sleep. He would have ladders in there, foam pads. He would sleep in on his ladders and because he could only afford to stay in a hotel about every three to four nights. So he would sleep in a car and, you know, eat out of an ice box and, you know, use the bathroom and in gas stations. And in the morning he would get up and shave in like a gas station restroom and brush his teeth. And I'm, you know, I'm sure by the time it was, you know, that he could go to another hotel, I'm sure he pr- smelled pretty ripe, you know, cause he, <laughs> and everything. but I mean, how many of us today would sleep in our car and go out on the road over 300 days a year and do this, you know, nobody. Yeah. That is not just dedication, but it is drive to succeed. And I guess when you have seven kids at home, that's part of the drive. But yeah. the, other part, the other part is the desire to succeed because you believe in something that you know is going to be, quote, the best. And yeah. the one, uh, I, I think your job as salesperson was facilitated, not made easy, but facilitated by the fact that you had the best product in the market and still do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And quality was big. I mean, uh, you know, at the beginning of Little Giant, the, 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 the two Warner brothers from the biggest ladder company in the world came up to my dad and laughed right in his face at a show. And they said, Wing, you're an idiot. You are a complete idiot. You will never take this anywhere. And you are going to fall flat on your face. And my dad, my dad that day said, those guys really motivated me. You know, he said, in fact, they, <laughs> they ticked me off. You know, he said, I was ticked. And he says, I was going to prove those guys wrong. And, and, you know, the irony of that was, is those two guys tried to buy our company probably three or four times and my dad would never sell it to them. <laughs> oh, man. That's a classic. Your dad definitely had the last laugh on that one. And the balls to be able oh. to pull it off. Yeah. But, you know, the, the, my dad has this story about, you know, just his drive and his never give up attitude. He said one day, he was out and he had to sell one more ladder. And he's like, man, I couldn't find anybody. I was going, asking people for referrals. I'm going to people's houses, their businesses. And he says, I get referred to a one armed man. Now, if you've ever seen the little giant ladder, you know, I mean, it's got all these buttons and you got to push and pull things. And he says, this guy starts listening to me and he's got one arm. And my dad's like, how am I going to show this guy that, that this ladder is for him? And the guy says, if you can convince me, Mr. Wing, that I can operate this ladder with one arm, I will buy it. And so my dad tells this funny story where he's down, he goes, we're both down on the ground because my dad put one hand behind his back and he's trying to show the guy how to do it. And he says, we are literally wrestling with this ladder, using our chins, our, our feet, you know, <laughs> one arm, our shoulders. And he says, somehow, some way I convinced the guy and he goes, I made the sale and so I could go home that night. And I'm like, man, I don't know if I could have convinced a one-armed guy to buy a little giant ladder. Oh, man. She just tried to sell them wallpaper. In the meantime, there's an amazing business history but behind the little giant ladder company. It privately owned. I'm sure we had all kinds of offers from all kinds of people. But there was a turning point in the little giant ladder that defied everybody at that moment in time. When Hal Wing decided 
that it was TV time and not just hardware store time or, you know, going through distributors. Talk about mm-hmm. that a little bit. Well, the story that people don't realize is that the company had hit an all-time low. I mean, the patents were running out and, you know, sales had dropped down to a very, very crazy low level. And I will say this, that everybody, there were a lot of people panicking at Little Giant. And there was one guy that never panicked or never showed fear. And that was Hal Wing. So someone came up with the idea. They said, hey, maybe we should go on an infomercial. We know that this works going toe to toe. When we do the presentation and show people, they buy. And so here was, here's the only problem uh, is that we didn't have the money at that time to do an infomercial and they were about a million dollars. And so here's my dad again, being the, the gambler that he was, he said, all right, I'll make you guys a deal. I'll mortgage my farm. I'll give you the million dollars, but I want he that money. Farm. How yeah. the farm? He bought the farm. He bet the farm. But what happened was, is he said, I want that money back. In, uh, I think he said three, three to six, I think three months. He said, I want my money back in three months and I want, um, I don't want to be paid, but I do want, I think it was $20 for every ladder we sell on the infomercial. So, so what happened was, is, um, you know, they filmed the infomercial and of course, Hal was the star of the infomercial. Um, because he had passion for the product. We we did have no, some other- a million dollars riding on it. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, so anyway, the infomercial um, practically overnight was a huge success. And another amazing story was we went from producing about 400 ladders a day to 7,000 in one day. So we had to go quickly from one shift to three shifts, 24 hours a day, six days a week. And wow. they did yeah. The, the amazing thing was there was so much cash that we were able to do all of this debt free. We didn't have to finance any of this stuff. And, and it just went crazy. And, um, uh, it, it was absolutely successful. The good news is my dad got his money back and then some, <laughs> yeah. so. I love that. So we have a book that's going to be coming out. I want to tease the people that are on this thing right now. We're going to, we're doing the story of, how wing, but we're also talking about his success principles and his ideas for how he made sales. Telling the truth is part of the equation, but certainly not the only one. And uh, when when Doug is finished with this project, it's going to be major. I mean, this is going to be a book that will last literally a lifetime because the Lowe's and the Home Depots of the world and the Ace Hardware's and the True Value Hardware's trying to sell ladders and hammers and yells and barbecues and don't do a very good job of it. There's no passion to it. It's on aisle six. No, I don't want to go to aisle six. I want somebody to say, follow me. That's what I want somebody to say. And, you know, that's part of how wing. Doug, I want to know on a personal note, because you worked for with your dad for decades, right? Mm-hmm. When did you realize, was there a moment, like when did you realize what an amazing business person he was? Well, that came with time. Uh, I did notice uh, very early on that whatever my father chose to do, he did 110% and he had a drive and a determination and a self-belief that I've never seen in anyone 
ever since. Uh, the kind of passion and the work ethic and the drive he had, and he showed no fear. He believed in himself, absolute belief in himself, and he always came through. And so he, that confidence really helped me. Not an arrogance. There was no arrogance with Hal Wing. He, he really loved people and he was genuine with people. And, but he had this drive and confidence that always carried him through. And, and I mean, with banks, the bankers trusted him, the customers trusted him, vendors trusted him. And there's just so many stories of him and his integrity. And I mean, there was, there was a story, you know, he lost the company once and he walked into a bank and said, I need a million dollars. I have no money. I've always paid you back. Will you give me the money? And on a handshake, the banker stood up and said, Hal, we believe in you. We, you've always kept your word. And, you know, I mean, shakes his hand and says, we'll give you the money. Now, try to go to a bank today and do that. There's no way oh they'd laugh. At right. You want your grandmother to put up her secure safety deposit box key. Yeah. Um, and I asked him about that. I said, wasn't it hard to do it again? And he looked at me and he goes, no. It wasn't. It was easier because I remembered the mistakes I made the first time and I eliminated those the second time and it came so much quicker. I mean, the guy was just unbelievable. Oh, my God. Where can they get information? DougWing.com? Yeah. So the book is going to be called A Giant Success and it's going to talk about um, the, the core principles and values of Hal Wing. And that can be found, the information to that can be found on uh, DougWing.com. And, uh, you know, really the, the thing that, uh, that really made Howling special, I think above, above all else was the way he treated his employees. And that's going to be a big part of this book, um, is he was Jeffrey and you and I have talked about this, you know, about that we're both givers and, you know, I mean, I learned to be a giver from my father who was the ultimate giver and he loved his employees. He, he gave back to them. He built people. And, you know, when he passed away, the governor of Utah spoke and said, uh, Hal Wing always told people he was in the latter business, but that's not true. Hal Wing was in the people business. And so, you know, that's, um, you know, one thing about my dad was he built people and those people helped him build ladders. And he was very successful because he, he built people and helped people grow, you know, as individuals. So you guys... This is part one podcast. Part yeah, two is we need a part two. Oh yeah. When the when the book comes out, we're gonna have part two and we're gonna talk about how you can get involved and get the course. Thank you so much for listening to Sell or Die. We hope that this episode has helped you transform the way you think, given you new ideas, and provided you a new perspective on the sales and business challenges that you face every day so you can get out there and win the customer all the way to the bank. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review. Each review helps us help more people just like you make a difference in this world. Don't forget to take a screenshot, share it in your Instagram stories and tag us at Jeffrey Gittimer and at Jen Gittimer. See, See you, you next, next week. week.